Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced and welcome to Select Star from uh, Data Lake. This is a podcast where I like to talk about data topics and particularly ones that revolve around the data lake and the data lake house. And in today's episode, I want to talk about sort of like FUD in the world of data lake house table formats. Now, one thing I've learned, okay, so for those who don't know my history a little bit, basically I was hired by Dremi about a little over two years ago. Um, and basically my main role has been to talk about data lake house table formats, in particular like Apache Iceberg. And it's been a hot topic, I must say, like when I create content in this space, it's definitely uh, more popular than any other content I put out there. And I put out all sorts of content on catalog versioning, on data lake house architecture, all sorts of really great stuff that um, is I, absolutely fascinating to me. Um, but people really love that conversation about data lake house table formats. And it can sometimes get very contentious because there are a lot of financial interests in that because essentially it is the key point. Like the bottom line is like the format that your data is in determines sort of what tools can talk to your data. Okay. And, and also determines which companies kind of have an advantage. Okay. So if everyone's using a format that your company has control over, well, then you're going to have a large market advantage versus if everyone talks in a format that doesn't necessarily have that same sort of centralized influence. So um, the, it, it can get very contentious, okay? There's companies that really build their business on, on particular formats, okay? Um, so yeah, <laughs> it gets contentious. So essentially recently, um, Jacques Nadeau, um, co-founder of Sundeck, and also a co-founder of Dremio, where I work, um, basically put out this video piece where they kind of basically did a comparison to table formats. And there was one one metric that was mentioned, which was like search results, which was actually something when I wrote my original sort of comparison uh, of table formats, I ran, um, I didn't go with, mainly because I ran into the similar issue that 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 in basically what happened is that Kyle Weller of One, one House uh, wrote an article criticizing this video. So I think while the vast majority of the video had very fair metrics and the, the basically if you want if you read an article i'll put out today which i'll link to in the description of this podcast i kind of discuss it and i'll link to the pieces here so you can kind of see it but i do think it's like fair on the search results that it, it's really hard to use search results as a metric for this one because the terms iceberg and delta lake both get a lot of really like there's a there's actually a thing in nature called the delta lake so you get a bunch of like nature park stuff or you get um just iceberg you get well icebergs so there's a lot of like unrelated stuff. Um, so oftentimes you'll get like narrow results if you do like strictly Apache iceberg, Apache hoodie. Um, but again, you're also gonna miss stuff because there are times where people just say iceberg, okay? And um, you know, it doesn't necessarily, and again, what those results are don't necessarily reflect people using the format. Like for example, uh, you could be writing a piece that's criticizing the format and that would still be counted as a search result. Um, so um, I, I, I agree that it's not the best metric. Doesn't necessarily mean it's not a metric to show, okay? And for people to kind of come up with their own different methodologies to show what that metric may look like in the same way that Cal Weller kind of altered the methodology in his article to kind of show what he thinks would have been the right way to execute that statistics. Uh, again, I don't think either one necessarily is useless. I think, okay, taking a look at sort of like aggregate, hey, if I just look up the term iceberg, um, again, you're gonna have mixed results, but it's not necessarily meaningless. Um, but again, different way, the different way you do sort of determine what search results are, are going to determine sort of different, uh, tell different stories or have different implications. So generally 
so what I did in, in light of all this, I wrote an article to kind of focus on sort of like, what do I think is important? Because beyond this, these, like these two pieces, which I linked to in my blog, um, there's this just whole world of other articles that try to, um, you know, take a look at like performance and features and say, Hey, I have this feature. You don't have this feature. There are some legit feature differences, particularly, I mean, again, I know I'm sort of like the iceberg, one of the, the, the biggest iceberg advocates around, but like, like there is a legit architectural difference that allows iceberg to have features like partitioning evolution and uh, hidden partitioning, which has to do with just sort of like the way it's metadata structure that isn't necessarily easily replicated. But again, when it comes to like hidden partitioning, Delta Lake has a very similar feature in the form of generated columns. I mean, there is a, a functional difference in the sense that it is more of a compute flavored feature in the sense that like it's it's not necessarily for, it's not a function of the way the metadata is stored. It's more of a function of how the compute how the write job is done. So this is why like there was like some contention that you know for a while and maybe even still that you could only use generated columns when you're working on Databricks specifically, and not just Delta Lake using the Delta Lake libraries. I think that might have changed recently though. Um, you know, but you could kind of get a very similar feel. There are some legit differences as far as like, hey, what's actually written in your Parquet files and things like that. Um, so there are like actual distinctions, but at the end of the day, like those distinctions are not the biggest deal. I imagine eventually Delta Lake and Hoodie will figure out sort of how to replicate that in a more ergonomic way in the future. Okay. I mean, there's aspects of the way their formats are architected that make it hard, okay, just because of sort of like where the metadata is tracked and how the metadata is tracked, which again, then has certain pros. So again, it's pros and cons for all three of these formats, okay? Each of these formats make it a decision as far as how they're going to do things based on what they were optimizing for, okay? Um, so again, the point is like the features, like they're constantly taking ideas from each other and that's a good thing about having three formats that they, they push each other to be better. And you have three better formats than you would have if had any of them just become the dominant format out of the gate. Um, but I think what's more important for more people is just their ability to get the work they need done done. Okay, most people generally don't want to have to overhaul the way they do things to, to go from point A to point B. Okay, so then in that case, this is why I think ecosystem matters a lot. Because if you work with the tools that you're already using, then it's going to be much more easier to adopt, much more likely to adopt. Okay. Um, th two, um, also just being able to be easy to use. Okay, you could be the fastest thing in the world. For example, I can imagine some car that is faster than any car in the world, but requires some extra knobs. Like I think you, like, I, I mean, I'm not a car expert, if I remember right. I think it is possible to go faster uh, when you're using like a manual transmission than, than an automatic transmission, but most people still drive automatic cause it's easier. Okay. And they, you know, the extra, the marginal benefit of, of driving manual isn't worth the effort for a lot of people. It's worth the effort for some people, but not all the people. So I think the, the ergonomics of any of these formats. And again, those ergonomics are going to come in quality of documentation, being able to actually read and understand with this, how this format works and how I can use it. 
Okay, having clarity, okay, being clear, knowing what is the format and what are tools of the engines and having clarity of what I can and can't do. Okay, these are the things that are going to reduce frictions and people are going to like when they don't have frictions. Okay, and again, this is not purely me just trying to like criticize problems that other formats may have, but also pointing out where other formats can improve. Okay, you know, my hope isn't to be like, hey, okay, well, you know, format, you know, dot. Apache Iceberg's documentation is a lot better now and a lot clearer. And there's a, there's a very clear delineation between sort of its features versus what the engines provide. Um, but also me hoping that, you know, the other formats also make large strides in providing better documentation and more clarity between sort of like, hey, this is what the format provides. Here's what tooling around that format provides. Um, you know, uh, so there's clarity for the end user. Because again, that is going to affect adoption, okay? People want clarity, they want use, ergonomics matters, okay? People don't like confusion. Um, so ecosystem, ease of use, and openness, okay? And again, in this case, you know, basically, uh, uh, Iceberg and Hoodie both have a pretty strong story in this regard in the sense of having a lot of contributors to their core repo, okay? And a lot of people are like, well, you know, when it comes to like Delta Lake, people will be like, well, there's also the Go repo, the Rust repo, and they have lots of contributors. So why doesn't that factor to the calculation? The reason being is that where new features come in, where the new, where the direction of the format gets decided is in the core repo. Okay. Basically, that's what determines where, what direction the format goes, what features are prioritized, uh, what features even become available in the open source implementation. Uh, things like that. So whoever's contributing to that, whoever has control over that particular repo has control really over the project itself. Um, which is why I'm taking a look at the, you know, in, in my statistics that I've compiled over the years, um, I look specifically at that. Okay. And again, the, the criticism isn't saying that the form, like any of these formats are bad. Like honestly, at the end of the day, like all these formats are at the end of the day, at this point, very mature, very performant. Like again, performance and features aren't, aren't really the deciding factor anymore because they're so mature. It's going to come down to, again, the larger ecosystem, the ease of use, because again, at the end of the day, like you can have all the bells and whistles in the world, but if you can't figure out how to use it, you're not going to take advantage of those bells and whistles. And then three sort of, you know, that open ecosystem, because you want a competitive ecosystem of tools you can use so that way your data isn't sort of limited to X number of tools to op not just read and write. It's not just reading and writing. It's also like optimizing your tables, taking advantage of advanced features on your tables. Okay. Um, being able to catalog your tables uh, in multiple places. Okay. Not just um, in a particular vendor. Okay. So for example, when it comes to Iceberg, yes, Dremio provides a lot of these features, but we are not the only place you can catalog your tables. We're not the only place you can query and write iceberg tables. There's a, lots of different options, okay? So that means we have to do our best to be the best at providing you, you know, that iceberg functionality because we're not the only ones. And that, that, that sort of open ecosystem, that open competitive ecosystem is basically better for the consumer in the long run. Now, one can be said that technically right now you have competition between the three formats, so that pushes everyone to be better, and that is definitely the case. Okay, so I'm definitely not accusing anybody of being slouches. Everyone's really trying to bring their A game right now. But again, in a few world where maybe one of these formats becomes dominant, okay, those dynamics can change. 
Okay, and then those incentives change and the, the, the dynamics of pricing changes. Not that pricing is cheap now. Um, so these are the things that keep me up at night. That to me, I think are more things to think of if you're trying to think, you know, how you're going to build and store your data for the next 10 years. Because at the end of the day, you want to be migrating between formats and storage and all this stuff every few years. You really want to kind of have your data in in a format that you can kind of build and grow on so you can focus on other problems. Because there's really a lot of other things you got to think about, okay? right now, Once you have, like, your data management figured out, then you actually have to use the data <laughs> and put the data to use. So, you know, this is not a problem you want to be continuously having to think about and, 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 and reevaluate from top to bottom. Okay, so that's why right now there is so much thought going into the data lake house because everyone sees this as a great option to move forward with, but they only they only want to make this movement once. They only want to make they want to make this movement and that be the way they do things so they can focus on building AI models, building dashboards, doing machine training training models, uh, you know, all the other stuff. Okay? Getting the data in there, like not just sort of like what the platform looks like. So those are my thoughts on that. Again, I'll link to the blog that I wrote in the podcast description. But have a great day and enjoy. I'll see you all later.